Mike's hot. All right. Beckman Unleashed podcast number 14. What's 14? up? 14. Wow. All right. Here's what I want to do. Here's what we want to do. We want to talk a little bit about Maui. There's a Maui connection to this podcast. We have talked about natural disasters in the past. We have wildfires in Southern California. And you did a remote podcast from Maui where you have a home. Your dad currently lives. Mm-hmm. I want to hear, we're going to talk about the dog aspect of things, the wild life aspect of things. We're going to give a little money to Maui, to somebody in Maui, right? Somebody that you know. So I want to hear how your dad who lives on Maui is doing right now. And if, if he's told you anything. So he is doing well. There was a number of, uh, fires in Kihei upcountry Lahaina, but nothing compares to what happened in Lahaina. And so I think it got about a mile or two away from the house, our house, from your house. But, but that's, there's a lot, like we said in the last podcast, there's a lot that can burn between there and, you know, but what happened in Lahaina was like something I've never seen. I mean, that the way I try to tell people at work, like what happened is it's like Times Square burning down in New York city, the size of it. No, just how important that part of of Maui was to the island. I've, you told me that. Did I? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, no, that's interesting. Tell the people that. Yeah. So it, I don't think most people know that. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously every part of Maui is important, but Kihei is more of a, a normal place where people live. Lahaina is like hustling, bustling tourist area, but there's a lot of, there's uh, whalers that were there back in the 1800s and stuff. So that's, that was a big whaling town. And so there's a ton of history all of the, not all the historical buildings, but a ton of them were in Lahaina. And so really old Pioneer Inn, which was burnt so down. So I saw a lot of the pictures are from a thatched roof place like this mm-hmm. that's burning. Do you know what that place is? It's like a big, I think it's like a cultural center or something. I mean. Like it's burning and I saw pictures of it. I, I assumed it was like an important building. It was so hard to see because like it's all burned down. So you're like, well, where was this? Yeah. But, um, so crazy. So during the time my dad had called me and he was asking, or we were just talking about what had happened because people were texting me in the morning, Hey, is your dad okay? And so I of course thought, of course, why would he not be okay? And then they said, it's because of the wildfires. And I was like, there's wildfires there all the time. When I got married, there was a wildfire in 2019 and people got stuck in a shelter that were there for our honeymoon or not, or we left for their honeymoon, but they got stuck. Yeah. So, um, I and wasn't if, there at your wedding for yeah, some you, weird you reason. Flaked on. Oh me. yeah, I did get invited, didn't I? Yeah, of course you did. You oh, just yeah. didn't go um, yeah. for whatever reason. But a friend of ours was in his car on the highway and was like telling me the other day, like I was really worried that it was going to come onto the highway. And so this is an issue that they've had for a long time. I think there was a couple fires. small fires when I was there last time, either before or after by only a week or so. So this is not, so I just figured it was nothing. And so then I ended up reaching out to a friend who lives there and I said, hey, um, I heard that Chemo's, which is where we go to dinner as a big family. Uh, is that Chemo's, in Lahaina? Yeah, it's on Front Street. It's oh, like right. hardcore, like right, right, right in the center. middle where everything burned. Yeah. And so that was where all the car- cars were abandoned. And so I said, I heard that Chemo's burned down and I heard that uh, the banyan tree burned also. Oh, I've seen a picture of that big tree. Yeah, that's like an epic yeah. like, tree location. Did in. it burn down? Yeah, yeah, it's still standing, but it is burnt. Yeah. Uh, it did burn, but uh, I don't know whether it will survive. That's I don't think anyone knows for sure. But um, 
But so then I asked him like, this is what I've heard. And he goes, this is your dad. Or this your is my friend okay. and he, and who lives there. And he goes, he goes, Lahaina's gone, bro. Like that was wild. Cause I was thinking these like certain things burnt and he's like, no, it's all gone. The whole thing's gone. And I, so then I started going online, like looking mm. at what happened. So then you called your dad. Um, no. yeah, well, my dad didn't know all the answers because there wasn't a lot of information that night, even, uh, at like 11 o'clock at night, there was no information on the TV about what exactly was happening. Plus it's dark. I mean, there's yeah. the emergency services are a bit different than they are in the mainland. I'd say, um, yeah, apparently. Yeah. From what I hear, so, I don't want to comment on that, but it's there's plus there's 60 to 80 mile an hour winds, dude. Um, bro. And you can keep telling me anything about that but like it's for people who don't understand like we're in southern california there's wildfires here we've all been evacuated and mm -hmm. he's lived on the here i was thinking about on the way over here wildfires they need fuel right they need something so you have these giant trees in the pacific northwest there's a lot of fuel and that's how they get so hot but they also need a couple other things or it it what really makes fires bad is Lack of humidity, so dryness. I think people know that. The other thing, if people don't know, and maybe they do, is wind. When that mm. wind is howling, I, I mean, and a fire, you're 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 done. The fire is going to move and move fast. It's horrible. The wind. Mm. I mean, I think maybe somebody might think wind might put a fire out. I don't know. Maybe they'll think that it's so bad. If it's eighty mile an hour winds during a fire, is going to do horrible things. And yeah. that's what it was, or it was high, huh? Yeah, the way they talk about the island when they're, when you're there is like Maka and Makai. So like Maka would be like mountainside, and then Makai is like oceanside, right? Yeah. It's because you can't always, like sometimes you say east and west, it's confusing for people. So you say like, where is it? It's on the Maka side, like it's on the mountainside, you know? Or it's on, that way when you're looking for whatever you're trying, it's just how people tell you stuff. So, but when, when you're, if it's, on the Maka side there and it's blowing toward the Makai side or to the ocean side, if it was going 60 miles an hour, it would run out because it would just go to the ocean. But if it goes the opposite direction, it's going to just carry through the whole Island because where's it going to go? I mean, that's yeah. just where it's going to go. But 60 to 80 miles an hour is ridiculously fast. But there was also the hurricane, which was like the beginning of this is the winds oh, were created right. by the hurricane that, hurricane that was 500 miles below it. Yeah. And, um, if people don't know, and I didn't know this for many years, I've been to Hawaii like five times. I've never been to Maui. Um, it's always a little surprising how dry Hawaii is at times. I don't think people in Germany where we have a lot of people or somewhere, they know that mm -hmm. maybe they do. Um, it's freaking dry, dude. A lot of it's super dry. Well, I, it depends I mean, on the part of not, the island, not the whole, yeah, but the, the West, season and the part of the island. Yeah. They call yeah. it, they call like Lahaina area, the West side in that area is, I've, I've been, you know, different trips and stuff, but I've been back and forth to Lahaina. I mean, tons of times, more than 20 times. And I would say that it's, I, I always leave going, this place is way hotter and way drier than I thought it was. Yeah. You're even surprised every time. I'm yeah, like, it's crazy. this is it never, it, there's something about it. And I think it does have a, I don't know what it is, but, um, but Kihei also is very dry. So, um, it's dry and it's hot, but then the yeah. east side of the island is is like a rainforest. Yeah, so it's very it's just a different deal. But um, you know, I don't. All I would say is that my heart goes out to all the people that were affected, especially the people that passed away, 
the families that are, um, you know, and that there's animals, there's wild animals, like you said, that were affected. And can I ask you something about that? Yeah. I went to, I've been to the Hawaii, I went to like the Big Island. I was surprised at how few birds there are on the Big Island for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, are there, do you walk around Lahaina or that side of the island, I should say? And I mean, what are the animals that would be affected from your experience? I mean, there's, there's birds that I see. I know the joke in Kauai is there, there was a bunch of, um, uh, chickens that got released during the hurricane. I don't know if it was Ivan. This is in the nineties and it blew all of the cages out, I guess. And they're, they've been wild ever since. So oh you yeah. Can't go anywhere. Chickens, a lot of chickens. Yeah. So died. there's still chickens. So people will say, oh, there's so many chickens, but not compared to, to Kauai is like got 10 X the number of chickens, oh, but there's Kauai. chickens just kind of cruising around yeah. wherever pigs. you go. Uh, there are pigs are, I don't want to say a big problem, but they are, they create problems. So there are a lot of pigs. There are goats. There are, um, some type of mouflon sheep in certain places. And then there's a ton of deer. There's 60,000 deer. So, um, and they're all over the Island. The, the only dog thing I saw was they were filming on that street that all those cars burned. And there was just yeah, front this street. dog, this dead dog that was like, oh. like, like fried. And he was just like this. That's the only dog thing. I tried to look at uh, look th some more stuff up on the internet about as far as dogs go, which this is not a dog. This is a dog podcast, but as you might know, we we care about people on this podcast. And just because I'm a dog trainer doesn't mean we don't talk about people. And this is a people deal. This 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 wildfire is mm -hmm. a a lot of people died, and that's what we're talking about more than I tried to look up the dog stuff and like if if there was shelter stuff and pro and and we could give to that and i just couldn't find a lot of information on that this is a people centered deal yeah i think so maui humane center maui humane society whatever it is oh, it's yeah. on that main highway um forgot what it's called but anyways that main highlight that's where you get to it and i know they've been asking for um what do they call them fosters because people to they, foster. Yeah, they need people to foster that because if your house burned down, you don't how are you going to care for your dog? Yeah. It's going to be pretty tough. And then but the people have been coming together to provide relief. And so we had decided that we were going to, you know, take the uh what, what do we call it? Proceeds? The the money from the uh merch merch that we've made, we'll donate that. Um, but we're going to give it to somebody directly. We don't know what we'll do. We'll put some relief stuff in the, uh, description box, but we're going to actually give it to a specific person because he's been, I guess, I don't know if he was on CNN or not, but he was working with the guy and I could look up his name. Uh, someone did a CNN bit about it, but they're literally taking aid directly to people. Um, which you know, this person, huh? Yeah. All right. So we're giving it to a guy. We are. Yeah. I don't know Me about these you. people. I don't even know if they would let us post that on yeah. No, we are. We are the yeah. podcast. Me and you. We're yeah, giving we it to some a guy. Yeah. Who is on the ground because I personally don't want to go. Here's uh um, American Red Cross. Like here's here's this little bit of money that we're gonna give. I'd rather I'd rather go hand it to a human being and us giving it to this guy you know who is doing work we believe is going to go directly to a human being. That's yeah. our choice. And that's what he was saying is like they're running it over and. I felt it was pretty cool because my dad, I guess he he's been known to hoard a few things, right? And so, yeah, you've told me uh, he yeah. So it's a uh, interesting issue, but he, and then also he goes to Costco and buys all kinds of stuff. So then he just was 
going through and donating tons of stuff that he had. So I felt like pretty cool that anything he was you're doing that. Anything your dad that you've talked to your dad about during this process that you want to share? Um, I mean, he, I think the thing too is a lot of people go, it's a weird part that the, the getting in and getting out of Lahaina is very difficult. So when he's, everyone knows who's been in Lahaina, they know that when you try to get out to go to the airport, if you get stuck in traffic, you're stuck. Like it's, you can't get out. Uh, there's only like really, there's two, it goes all the way around, but it's very frowned upon to go the other way because people live back there. And we're wow. talking like super narrow roads on cliffs and stuff. So you can only go one way and it would still take you forever to go the other way. But um, because of that, it's, it's kind of, it's not great to go back and forth a lot of times. And there's a ton of traffic and they go through this bridge. And it, because of that, um, the joke that he always says is like, if someone moves to Lahaina, he's like, oh, well, we'll never see them again because and it's only like a half hour away or 45 minutes away from your house. Yeah. But it's just because it, it's just a pain. So, um, all of those things I think played a part of this, this tragedy. And, um, but I was thinking that more than tragedy to me, the word is like horrific, because if you think about, I saw those abandoned cars on front street. Yeah. The pictures and people jumping in and, and having in the water been there last month and in that same place at going to chemos and doing that, like to think about being in that position yourself is like hard to imagine. Like you can't believe that the, you know, I think they call it like the Emerald or the jewel of Maui something, but it used to be the capital of, of Maui long ago when it was like the kingdom of Maui. But the fact that it's like totally gone is still hard for me to believe. Yeah. You know, but I do think about all the impacts. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like hopefully there's some money coming in, you know, from the government to help these people out because, you know, they're pretty good about giving money to random stuff. So I hope that people yeah. that live here or, you know, or that are Americans are getting taken care of. Yeah. I can't, I can't help but get a little caught up in some of the conspiracy theories a little bit. And I think a lot of them are totally unfounded. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some out there about, um, about, about the, the people wanting that area, powerful people wanting that area to be kind of a new area. Um, I don't believe them, and I am somebody who will entertain conspiracy theories for a variety of reasons, which I could go off on on why I entertain them. Mm -hmm. And and uh, people who never entertain them are kind of boring people, in my mm. opinion. Non people are just like, no, everything is as the government says it is. Uh, I have no interest in talking in being around those humans. Mm. They're just they're not that interesting of people. I, yeah. I in my opinion. So, so I do entertain some of this stuff. The problem with the conspiracies theories around this is they're just probably not founded yeah. in that wildfires will do these crazy. I've been, I've drove around this, this County and there's been fires around this County. And I always know, I mean, you'll see a, a houses will just get burnt and they'll just be one burned, mm -hmm. 10, not burned one burn wildfires go through and do weird stuff. So the conspiracy theories of, how these certain how places burnt down and certain ones didn't is very unfounded because wildfires are weird. The sparks go into the eaves. Yeah. And then if your house that's is right. just one of the house that a spark went into the eave and burnt the house down, then that's how that works. Yeah. The embers, right? So we're not going to retain a lot of those. Plus I don't think I was thinking about it on the way over here. I don't, I, 
my friend Dawn was killed at SeaWorld in Orlando. And I made a video of that uh-huh. a couple of years ago. And when I, my, my main purpose in making that video was, was it truthful in my opinion? And the second only consideration was if Dawn's family saw it, would they, would it make their life more difficult? Would it make them sad? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I don't think talking about a conspiracy theory about this would make the victim's family any more sad. If something, God forbid, happened to my family, a wildfire thing, and someone said something, I probably wouldn't go, it was just it was just a fire. Why are you saying it's something out? I don't think it would affect me. I don't think it it is. D- does that make sense? I don't know if well, talking about a conspiracy theory makes it worse for the families. Or if it does, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't think because that's what matters. I don't think. I mean, I think people want answers. I don't. I didn't know yeah, about this. Uh, this this um, conspiracy theory until like a few minutes before. I didn't know that this was going on. Now, my my belief so far, the the fact that it could be something other is just really bad to even entertain. But from what I understand, um, this is, and I'm not. I don't want to get sued here, right? So, but all I would say is that from people I've talked to on the ground. I talked to a guy last Thursday, or I think it was last Thursday, um, who who was saying that that there were down power lines, right? And so I don't know a lot about how fires start, but I feel like a down power line is is not good if yeah. it's dry and the windy, it's windy. So I think there was multiple of those. I know it was 60 to 80 miles an hour. Like you're saying, when the yeah. embers start flying, it doesn't take a lot yeah. to, to spark a dry yeah. area. That's true. And so to me, the most obvious answer is the most likely, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But cars, you know, how hot cars are when they pull over on the side. You know how many fires are started by a car pulling over in brush? I've seen cars on fire before. Bro. Yeah, cars catch on fire. I saw one on the five a week ago. Cars just fully on fire. Like combustible. that will start a fire with 80 mile per hour winds very easily. Yeah, and, and you made a, a good comment about like the ease in the, in the, the embers and that they just... Like what happens here in California is we have those um, different types of palm trees. And you like even, I think they're called Mexican palms, but I don't know if that's like text. It's the ones that are, um, you have to like clean them up as you go up the top. I call them fam, fan palms because the, be. the, the, the things are Now like I need fans. to know. People let us know in the comments. Yeah. But they have those like little seeds in them. Yeah. But the seeds like explode and they shoot like really far, but they'll land onto the next house. I didn't know this. And back in the day, um, when when 2003 when the original like or the really crazy fire 2003 it was, was a cedar fire i yeah. believe is what it's called that one yeah that, and then another one was the witch fire uh it was 07 yeah 07 i believe but uh um, we were evacuated out of my home that you guys see on the videos yeah yeah the oath oath so in 03 people had shake shingle roofs which are like um yeah it, it's like wooden roofs as roofs essentially and uh the embers would land on the the wooden roof and then the whole thing would just catch on fire. But one thing I would say is a lot of um, there's times where there's nothing you can do. And this is what's scary about what happened is I read people say, well, you got to be prepared. You got to, I'm going, well, what are they going to prepare? If you live in the city of Lahaina, there's nothing you can do. Like it went right through the the whole city. And that one lane in one lane out, I live in a city just like with one lane in, one lane out. And all the time I think, are we evacuating with these dogs? Because there's one lane in and one way out. It's freaking scary, dude. 
Yeah. And you can evacuate to a place that could be worse than where you're, yeah. you're at. Right. It's, um, so yeah, that is a, that's a concern. Um, but this, but this idea of, and then if you look at Rancho Bernardo, which is off the 15, there's some nicer area off the west side of the 15 freeway in Rancho Bernardo. This is in San Diego. Yeah. County. And they burned, like, it was just like you're describing. There's like these, you, there's no rhyme or reason for what burned and what didn't burn. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, so yeah, but people end up building new houses and stuff, but. Oh my God. The houses are so big. They're that, nice now. Bro, I would drive around weird. like in 09. So yeah. it, it takes like two years to get the insurance money and then build your house or three or something. It's just like normal neighborhood and then just giant home. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, one, that, bur- that yeah. one burned and yeah. they got all that money. I don't know how insurance companies do it. They just give you like way more money. I don't know. I'm telling you, I mean, these houses are giant. Yeah, but also too, I think people would want to, if you're going to have to rebuild from scratch, it's like, would you build it the way that it was already or would you do it the way you wanted yeah, it? But if you don't, the mo- I think they get more money from insurance. The way the houses mine, are giant compared to the way to the mine works is like, I have like a rebuild amount. So I think, I mean, the goal is to make it so that your insurance policy will build, is, will give you more money than it costs to build. Yeah, I guess. To, so. Or no, not to build, then to replace. Oh, yeah. Because then you can you have more room. But if you are underinsured, which I, and I don't know how all this stuff works for them, but um, yeah, it was just it's still like sinking in. You know, it's it's a horrible situation. But I would say that that area it was arguably the best, and it's gone now. And yeah. to think about, um, I do think an important thing, and hopefully we can find some good. Um, you know, uh, things for donations we can put in the, in the description box. So if people want to help, um, they can do that. Eric's not from there. Eric lives there, has a house there. His dad lives there. He goes there a lot. So Eric, this guy is not going to put a link in there for somewhere where you're not going to, where money isn't going to go to a good person or cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, I think what we'll do is we'll put some like tradition, like somewhat traditional one. And then I'm, we'll just give the money to the guy on the street. Yeah, I'd rather just give it to a person, yeah, but like that's that. just me. Or yeah. in a dog organization. Yeah, and it's like, is it fair that you just go into this this like shelter and just find some woman with children and just give her like sure it's money? Fair. It's like, <laughs> I don't care if it is fair. Really. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I'm sure the, the woman next to her that is good. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That, well, that's true, but that doesn't make it wrong. It's like I was at SeaWorld and what did we, there was something we would do where one of my managers was like, we'd go like shake people's hands. And then, and then one manager was like, well, don't, but what about all those other people? And I'm like, yeah, but we still made that one kid's day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We'd like grab a kid and bring him back sometimes. And one person goes, well, what about everyone else? Doesn't matter. We still made that one kid's day. It's like president shaking hands kind of thing. Yeah. We still made that one kid's day. That and that, that matters. There's that a, matters. there's a story when I was in, I think eighth grade graduation, I was probably set to the side where I like, wasn't allowed to go, but, uh, I can't remember what it was, but the lady who was more or less like a principal or something at the school was talking about some type of wildlife. I don't know if it was uh, some Marine thing, right. Yeah. Uh, was being washed ashore. It could have been fish or any other types of things. Right. And they're throwing them back in, but there's like thousands on the beach. 
Okay. I don't know what this could be. Oh. But whatever it is, they're throwing them back yeah. and they were saying, why are you doing it? That's not going to make a difference. And right. it's like, but it does for that it one. It does for that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a um, non-nihilistic way of looking at the world that like you can't fix broken stuff, but you can, yeah, you can make a small impact on one that's person's all life. all you can do. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, think about that to, to try to help or mentor the youth and be like, or like a basketball coach or, you know, I know you do other coaching, right? Um, I think football coaching because you're so good at football and you know so much about football that why would you not? Right. Yeah. I want to share my knowledge, bro. <laughs> I'm coaching this kid's team. They don't look at the young kids, 12 year olds. They do a thing. I have three kids, right? Where when they first learning how to catch a ball, not that 12 year olds are first learning, but my six-year-old is, they catch the ball and they don't look at, I play football in my life. They don't look the ball like in, like for, like they need to look at it for like a second, like way longer than you think so that they get that, just staring at the ball for longer. Mm -hmm. And so all these kids are catching these 12-year-olds. I'm like, look at the, keep looking at the ball. And I'm like, my, you know, you 12-year-old boys are playing like, like my six-year-old doesn't look at the ball. Like you 12-year-olds don't. You're teasing him or what? Yeah, I'm You're over pushing, it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, done. you aren't little kids anymore. It's time to, yeah, I'm going to freaking tell it's you to play like my six-year-old if you're, if you're not doing this stuff. In the comments, just like put what you think Joel would be like as a football coach. To 12-year-old boys. <laughs> I think we know. My but son's on the team. My, I'm my, hardest on my son. I'll tell you that right now. My pitch on that was that. Uh, that's, but you mean something to them, right? Yeah. You have to have a relationship. You, you can't change the entire youth, but you at least oh, have an impact on, on those nine boys. Yeah. The nine, nine kids yeah. or whatever. That's I'm cool. over these little dudes. I'm going to be like, step it up. I remember, uh, soccer coaches and other types of coaches and the crazy dads though, that were the coaches, oh, they were the best. I got a story for you. Huh? So I had a pool party at our house for our six-year-old's birthday with Recently? all his little friends. Yeah. And two of the people knew me from the channel. Really? Yes. And I, my son was like messing around and there's little six-year-olds there and he's 12 and he like did something like he launched a basketball too far and it like ricocheted off. And I go over to him. I'm like, bro, it's enough. Like these are little kids around. And I looked over and one of my fans right one of the ladies was like just staring at me and you know she was just like this is real she's like this is the, the, the that's him yeah no, it was like and i looked at her you know how when you when someone's staring at you and then you look at him and then they're just like still staring and then they're like oh they get caught staring yeah it, but not not because i'm special but because she just has seen me on the channel and then i was exactly like with my 12 year old like i am with the dogs i was like not like you want to knock out a six-year-old with a basketball yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah. So the 12 year old, he's not a little, he's almost a teenager. Yeah. We're not, it's enough. Yeah. Or it's enough with the um, throwing the ball, right? There's six year olds around. I know. And, the, and then there was something careful. else. And I'm like, bro, it's enough it of this nonsense. It reminds me. And I've been to parties and these, the 12 year olds like almost injuring the six year olds mm -hmm. and the dad's like just having fun drinking. No, no, no. My, I'm leaving with my six-year-old because you're not controlling this. I'm out. I'm not going to let my six-year-old get hit in the head with a basketball because your 12-year-old boy is out of his mind. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. Dude, emergency room visits are like, it's a nightmare. That's a disaster. It's a nightmare. I have three kids. We've been in the emergency room so many times. I know. 
These emergency rooms are full of people all the time. It's your whole day is gone. Oh, it's your kid is injured. Your kid is crying money. We don't have like normal insurance. Yeah. We have like special insurance. They don't so we have just podcast insurance. We pay it and then they pay us back. Yeah. It's like yeah, you come it's a pain in the butt. Out of, out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's the especially just it's so important that when parents manage their kids properly, because you don't want the dad next to you managing your son, right? Because then that's how fights start. And so by handling your own child, it helps. Uh, but I do think that um, calling out the kid or, or being aware of what my own kid, yeah, or anyone's kid, really, uh, it reminds me a little bit about the what was the name of it? The rude boy one we were talking about last rude week. Rude boy video. Yeah, and how the idea of the guests are going to come over. And so you might have to tell your dog like, Hey, get down. Right. Right. And I think oh. a lot of people don't want to say to their dog in front of 15 of their closest friends, get down, get off the table. I've got an answer to that. What do you got? You're what? absolutely right. You know where Prince was one of the greatest dogs in the history of the world. And I'm not saying that, because he's my it's dog. I'm saying that facts because did the people think that, you know, where he was during this six year old party sleeping. He was away. What do you mean? He's away. He was in my room. Oh, you put him away. Yeah. You don't want him poking people with his nose. No, he wouldn't yeah. poke. I mean, listen, though they, uh, we let him out multiple times because there were fans at this party who wanted to meet Prince. What if one six-year-old does is scared of dogs? Or, no, it's a very, this is a real topic for this podcast. What if one six-year-old is scared of a dog? Is, is it my right? How, how much improvement is Prince's life and happiness to be out for three hours of a party? How much is his life improved? And how much is that one child's fear and now I could have done something where I was like, oh, you're scared of dogs. Okay, let me do this. And let me, you can pet him here. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And that's an argument for that. I was busy. Okay. And so we let, let out a few times to say hi to people. And then he was, he was put away because it doesn't bring enough to Prince's life to be out than it would from a parent. And no parent's going to say anything about them or their own child. Yeah. It doesn't bring enough to Prince's life to be out. Just like with my one-year-old son right? Like it's not a good idea to have my son around your dog because he's only one and he's going to grab your dog. He's probably going to poke him in the eye or do something. Yeah. And there's probably, I think there was a three-year-old there. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to hurt, but like he grabs our cat, the bangle. It doesn't end well. Yeah. So if you came to my party, I'd be like, Hey, you need to control your one-year-old. No. How about if I just put Prince away? Yeah. Why does Prince need to be out at a six-year-old party? Can someone actually tell me why? I know I get a little You do up. have the right, though. You do I, have the right. I absolutely have the right. And they can leave if they don't like it. But that is not how I run my life. Because it doesn't bring enough to Prince. If it brought a lot to Prince, if Prince needed to be around people, if Prince got this amazing enjoyment from having 10 six-year-olds, eight adults, a four-year-old, a... Uh, 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 um, being insane in the pool 
and letting him run around, if it brought a lot to his life and he needed that, then I would let him out. It's totally my right. And they can leave if they don't like it. But that's not how I run my life. That's how other people run their life. They have signs on their doorway that says, if my dog doesn't like you or, or if my dog gets hair on the furniture that they live here, you don't. They have this sort of, I don't like people. I like dogs attitude. Um, I like people. And it didn't bring enough to Prince's life to bring him out. I don't know if it brought anything to Prince's life to be out there. It doesn't even bring anything to my own life to go to half these parties. Well, that's true too, look dude. At things I'm go, over. I'm over all these kid parties. I know you go. What the heck am I doing? Or I, I have this rule with my wife where we go. Okay, we're doing. So, you have something we have to go to on Saturday. Oh, it's someone's birthday party. It's a forty-year-old birthday party. It's a kid's birthday party. Great. Make sure we're not doing it on Sunday, because we're done. It's the Lord's Day. Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. That's a great excuse. You're at church all day, right? No, I'm at church every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you were to think about. I work five full days a week, just my normal gig, right? Five days. Okay, Saturday, we got to go to a party. Sunday, we got to go to a different party. Mm -hmm. It's enough, as you would say. It's enough with the spending my entire life not enjoying my life. Yeah. I'd like to spend time with my family, people I want to. And there are people you can go to a party with where you're like, hey, like Joel, like we could have a party and watch some UFC and just hang out and it would be fun. Right. Yeah. But that's not how this stuff works. No. It's always like there's 47 people. I don't know any of them. I don't want to know most of them. Yeah. You know, and then you have to be nice. Oh, hi. How's Johnny? Oh. So excited to see him. He's really growing. Yeah. My wife, like, is a, she loves talking to people. I don't, I don't love it quite as much. Yeah. Which is weird for somebody who has a YouTube yeah channel and a podcast yeah if i went to a party like i'm not a dog trainer right and this dog is running around the party i don't know what that dog is going to do like i i I kind of know but like most people don't know like i'd be like hey you're having a party can we not have the dog completely out running around yeah I i i think it's very simple and i'm surprised other people don't think this is that simple about put your dog away during six-year-old parties decision making i really don't get it you have to think about every person there and if they're comfortable is that does the same rule am apply? i wrong could be you could be wrong but does it also apply to the peanut rule oh i like this i just raised you peanut allergy oh, i stumped you bro you stumped me no I've peanuts never... at the beckman household. so because peanuts cause allergies so so would I also bring out if you if I brought a peanut butter sandwiches out at this six year old party and my wife said kids might be allergic to peanuts. Do you know what I would do? I would then take the peanut butter sandwiches and put them away. Man, you're but I wouldn't rem- I wouldn't think of the peanut thing. But if she brought it up, I would put them away. Yeah. What are peanut butter sandwiches going to bring are the life of the party we can do without them. Hmm. But you wouldn't put them away. You'd be, you would be like, we, we need to do peanut butter sandwiches. They're going to bring so much to this party. That one kid who might be allergic. No, you'd put them away. But what about, so I saw this thing. 
in that. I'm not saying this is true. I don't want to get angry people that are angry about peanut allergies on my case. Well, there's the a comments. whole thing about why they have them, but that's a different story. But I want to get to that in a second, right? But I want to, there was a thing on 60 Minutes a long time ago about this paste that they were feeding to the malnutrition children in Africa, where, do you know those like little pouches that kids, it's like yeah, fruit pouches. Little they kids. just kind of, yeah, yeah, that's, so they were essentially that, but it was a type of peanut butter paste and they would also yeah. put nutrients, uh, like nutrients in it sure. as well, like fortify it. Right. And these kids that were, um, which is horrific, right. Are, um, are, um, what do they call it? Malnutrition. Yeah. Malnutritioned, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They were, they would, they would be like emaciated and they would take this concoction more or yes. less and they would turn like to a healthy looking kid so fast. And everyone knows peanut butter has a ton of calories and yeah, it's a ton it's great. of fat. Right. And it would in, but then if the, you're malnutritioned, it's yeah, great. The Leslie stall of the, or whoever that was, that was doing the interview was like, but what about peanut allergies? And they said, we don't have peanut allergies yeah. in Africa. It's a very Leslie stall thing to say. Yeah. True. True. But what <laughs> I would say though, minutes thing to say. what I would say though, is like, and I've heard, there's speculation that it's because of the clean or more clean environments that yeah, Americans are are, are uh, raised in. I don't know, but I, I think I think nut nut uh, what are they called farms or peanut in general is like a dirtier like is it? Am I wrong? There's I mold. There's a fair amount of mold in peanuts. Really? Yeah, high mold. It's it's one of the things that our daughter has. We got to be careful of certain things with mold. Um, there's a lot of mold in peanuts. You know, one time, I don't know about a lot. There's mold. You gotta be careful. This is a real important story. One time I was, I had this addiction. That means it's not important. Exactly. (laughs) He knows me well. There is this, uh, there are these pistachios that I was, I was hooked on. They were like, uh, pistachios are great. They were like, uh, they were the ones that had the shell on them and they were, it's like a roasted chili flavor and I was cranking them and I was eating them like a maniac and there was some type of dead bug in it. It's disgusting. And I was like, wow. And I, I was like, what do I do? I love these things. I don't want to give them up. Yeah. Bro, someone showed up today with their dog and the, the dog food is a bug dog food. It's oh. made of crickets. I've seen that on Shark Tank before. That like, Yeah, I saw sell, that on Shark Tank too. Bro, sell it's them. enough. It's enough with the crickets? It's enough with the crickets, bro. With your dog food. I, so can we talk no real quick to about- my wonderful clients who did that, but. So this is the part I've of the seen podcast it multiple times. where we talk about dogs for Crap a little bit. <laughs> and then we put that at the beginning so that people... You never do that, though. You never actually put it at the beginning. You yeah. just say yeah. you're going to put it at the beginning. I know. I always think I should. And then you know, we're just like, whatever, who cares? Um, yeah. What do you think? Next, next, you know it's coming where it's coming actually right now where they're like, people need to eat crickets. It's coming. It's coming quickly. You need to eat bugs. Yeah, you know that, right? I'm or are you just eating, I'm not you don't bugs. know. No, I'm not eating bugs, but there are people who will absolutely eat bugs. It's like a cold dead hand environment. Cold dead hands thing for me. Where it's like yeah. you're gonna eat bugs and yeah, I'm but like, no, I'm not. It's slow and incremental, right? They just introduce the concept of eating bugs. They let you desensitize oh. to the pro to that for a couple years. They start feeding it to dogs, right? That's the first one of the first steps. <laughs> then they introduce it. In da da da, and then in 15 years, ever m- most people, many people are eating some sort of bug snack. Goes on Shark Tank. All the sharks are like, 
oh this is a great this idea is so good for you it's good Freaking, for your cholesterol yeah it's oh yeah and then it's you should it's, really be eating but and then there's only a 20 percent of the population who's like we're not doing this ever and our families aren't but 80 percent is like oh okay we could do it it's how these things start you so know this this is this is interesting because it was part, stealing the thunder from a later segment but is this idea of who is it they said that the company the dog food company origin was owned by a large conglomerate who was it i didn't who look. said it no no do you know who is the actual conglomerate company that mars origin? mars like mars candy bar yeah but right? they own like tons of candy and apparently now they own origin one of the best dog foods there is which i'm not totally opposed to yeah we talked about that a little bit last week about the benefits of having yeah. industrial scale um and if you're trying to deliver like you know, cockroaches around the world, then that's a great, you know, great way to do it. You need a big company like uh, Mars that can deliver that yeah. the crickets or whatever, yeah. whatever you're eating. Jiminy is the name of the dog food company that has crickets, which is a good name that's for a, a cricket name. dog food. Yeah. I just looked at the bag today. I was like, oh, Jiminy, that's a great name for a cricket dog food. Somebody, somebody said, um, they're talking about what not to eat for breakfast on this like reel or something. And it was saying, um, don't eat cereal. They said cereal is like dog food for humans. Cereal is the I I grew up on cereal. Can we give a shout out to? Do you know about I'm an Kashi? 80s kid, dude. That's all I ate was cereal. Do you eat Kashi? Have you ever had Kashi? Yeah, cereal? I've seen it. Yeah, they have this it's all Kashi. good for you. I don't want to tell anybody about this because the cereal is so good. They're gonna think it's like an advertisement, but it's called Peanut Butter Go Crunch. My mouth's watering just talking I've about seen it. it, but it's a it's in an orange box and it's Kashi and it's so freaking good that ever since I've had it, my daughter introduced me to it. I can't, yeah. I eat it every single day mm. and I eat like get two months. Well, I don't want to tell people because I go to a store and it's gone. Mm. The chocolate one, not so good, but the peanut butter one is life changing. All right, good to know. You know what else is good? Hmm. Cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> is freaking awesome. I never liked cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, that's so good. It's okay. What about frosted mini wheats? Oh, yeah, they're good. And I kind of feel like they're good for you. <laughs> they're covered in sugar. They're not. But the what... problem isn't even the sugar. It's like it's like in, in these big brands is just the where they're getting their wheat and what they're doing to their wheat. And like it's so bad. So what about dog food? Yeah, we should try to get on this. All right. So apparently from the last podcast, a lot of the people commented on that's where i learned mars owns and i looked it up owns origin now which okay i don't know a big company owns it uh, uh their did their ingredients change i don't think so i basically have the origin ingredients memorized from when they were their own company now they're owned by mars if i were to look at a bag my guess is it's pretty similar so one of the commenters one of you guys said it uh the price has gone up which that makes sense, right? Big company buys it. Price of everything's going up, brother. That's true. That could. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. Did when when Origin was owned by a small Canadian company, did they want to make a profit? Yes. Now it's owned by Mars, some giant company. Do they want to make profit? Yes. I don't know. I don't. It's, I don't really care. I guess. Do, do you? Sketchy. But here's what I don't like is, and this is the I mean, owners of Origin wanted to make some money, so they sold to Mars. I get it. I'm not mad at them. Yeah. Or should I be? No. But my issue really is that part of this whole, uh, I don't want to say capitalist system, system, but this this thing about 
we buy smaller companies that have this really great name. And then we kind of like use or milk this name to make people think that they're getting something. Totally. And I'm not saying that they are doing this. So Well, they but, are. But they can be. Or they change the name. Yeah, but but there is a but do you know that Butterfinger? I think Nestle owned Butterfinger and then they sold it to a different company, which was like a European. Mm. Our European friends on this podcast will know the name of the large chocolatier that took mm. it over. They changed the freaking taste of the Butterfingers. Oh, yeah. Did you know this? No. I'm a huge peanut butter fan. They, It's a different freaking thing, man. Oh, wow. And it drives me nuts. So then I don't eat Butterfingers anymore because the chocolate tastes different. Yeah. I feel like chocolate just tastes different from when I was a kid. A Snickers bar, like it tastes completely different. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to eat junk food as a kid. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um. No, but um, the or sorry to cut you off. The origin thing, I think it's just important for the consumer to go, well, I would rather give my money to this other small uh, uh, locally owned dog food people than the Mars bars people, which that's where the choice is made. And that's what I would do. But like on your last podcast, uh, $10 million, you would it buys you a lot of goodwill, oh. right? If Mars offered me $10 million, yeah, uh, I would probably take it. Can I read you a comment that yeah. goes off that? that I, I just saw your funny? password, just so you know. I know what My it is password. now. Yeah, I saw you enter it. Okay, tell so. The, tell the people. Here's what the person said. Um, Joel, at, this is Veridzil. VR, it doesn't matter. Joel at the beginning. This is from the last podcast. I just want to be exactly how I am. I want it exactly how it is. I said that at the beginning of the last podcast, yeah. whatever I was talking about. Joel, an hour and 20 minutes in. Yes, I need millions of dollars. Yeah, he so called you out. I like sold out within an hour and a half. Yeah, you just keep people a talking. Podcast. Keep them talking, <laughs> they'll change their tune. That origin money, that that Mars. Mars. What about Paul Molive? What about? Oh yeah, they own. They were in the list. Oh yeah. What, what was the One name? One of you commenters. There was like two different names it was like colgate palm olive i think is what it was yeah, called yeah they own dog food i guess i mean i don't know i don't want to give my money to, to the palm olive people i don't know we're giving prince like a like a frozen diet now i think just for dogs how about this i though? don't feed prince my how about to take it prince. full circle though when you know i mean hopefully like they can like donate dog food and stuff to like maui as an example but it, it's like we all have our preferences about what we do and don't want. And we, we want G we don't want, we want GMO free food and stuff like that. Yeah. Then like the wildfires hit and you're just like, give me any food you got. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like it kind of brings you to that, like more of a survival level where, you know, that's true. When you're thirsty. You drink out of a plastic. Yeah. Thing. I will tell you, remember like in the middle of COVID you'd go to the store and like the shelves were empty, but then there's all this beyond meat. Yeah, no one touched. <laughs> People it. are like, "Nah, Dude, we're be- still not doing it." So Beyond Meat is funny because I was interested in that early on, and I bought the stock, and I it went that. really well. And I sold it, I think, at like one hundred and sixty-two dollars or something like that. And it wasn't because I was smart, but it it had went up so fast that I was like, "How did it go up this fast?" Yeah, I was like, "This is amazing." But then I'm like, "It doesn't have any better prospects than it did like a few months ago." So then I just said, "Well." Made a lot of money. I'm just going to sell it. So I just sold it. Yeah. 
and then um it fully like a year or two later it I, wasn't like right away it imploded i bet it imploded and i still am not against well, i don't know if i'm against cultured meat and stuff like that but i think it's it's weird it's weird to think it's, about like people didn't want the impossible meat during that time i know i mean there are some conspiracy theories about that that i'm not going to get into that are pretty wild we should talk about i can't talk about it i mean instead of calling it Beckman about Unleashed, about fake meat we could call it beckman conspiracy we could you know uh wow. any, any like dog comment commentary for today yeah we've talked about dogs have we yeah dog food my dad's calling should i answer it or no yeah you could you probably should to okay, be honest with you. You're going to tell him. Going. So you have a conversation. Then if he wants to go on, just hold it up to the, hold it up to the, that would be crazy. Mic. But you're going to have to talk to him. So I'm going to talk about, I was going to talk about muzzles this week and everything you need to know about muzzles. But I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to wait. And because we wanted to talk about Maui a little bit. Oh, hung on, hung, hung up on your dad from Maui. Yeah. I'm going to be like, if yeah, I had to him. bet, I think he I might think, say something crazy. If I had to bet, I think he probably butt dialed me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really call you much. Yeah, no, he does, but uh, terrible. I, taking phone calls live on the podcast is actually pretty awesome. It's kind of next level stuff. Right? Yeah, I'd love to do it. Like if Liz, oh, people want Liz, my wife on the podcast. She should go on. Should have her. They want her. Tell her to come over. Yeah, that's what was, what was a big one, Liz. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback about uh, people guests. they want. I would say, who would you say are the top five? Caesar Milan, I think, was number one of who you guys commented on who you'd want on this podcast. I think he was number one. I believe Dog Daddy was number two. I would say Robert I Cabral. Saw Robert Cabral, love. yeah. I, people love that guy. I like that guy. He's an animal guy too. I went on his website once. Him and I were like, what do you mean by animal guy? He loves wild animals. Oh, okay. He, uh, him and I were texting about something I won't get into. And, uh, uh, I went on his website. He's like, goes to Africa and, and fo photographs animals, wild animals. And it's pretty good. He's a good photographer. You can't talk about what you were talking about. I know what you're talking about. Do you know? Yeah. Um, no, we, we shouldn't were, talk about it. Nah, if, I don't if, want him to out. I think if him. he comes on the podcast, you could see if he wants Maybe. to talk about it. He could air out no, the whole situation. It's not a giant big deal. It's just a small thing of. Yeah, I think all that someone stuff has to be we, in confidence, though, right? What? It has to be like it's setting yeah, confidence. It's, so it's him. Yeah. yeah, it's his deal. If he's comfortable more than even my deal. Yeah. So, and then just as to summarize what happened with my dad, uh, I said, "Did you mean to call me?" He said, "No, I thought you called." So. <laughs> When so, I get multiple calls from him in a row, I get a little worried. Like, is it a major emergency or is he butt dialing me? Which is yeah. usually the case. So yeah, I was right. So Robert Crowe will be third. And then we had random people, like so many people I didn't know. One, Rachel Ray. I was like, why would we have Rachel Ray on the podcast? Rachel Ray's not coming She'd be the a podcast, big guest, I guess, because she's a big name, but she has a dog food, uh, a dog food company. I think that's why they said that. There was others. Multiple people wanted Larry Crone, which reminded me something about Larry Crone. Are you a fan of him? Yes. Isn't he like a really like knows all the stuff about like the details of all kinds of stuff? Or no, you different don't, guy. He's a dog guy. He's a YouTube guy. Oh, he's not. He's not like a thought leader in the no, dog training. No, space. no, Larry Crone. I think he's in like Texas. Here's the thing about that guy. 
I'm not the biggest consumer of YouTube dog training in the world. Okay. I saw a video from him like from seven years ago with a Doberman. He was like in his house walking his dog. And I literally was like, that's the closest thing to my method I've ever seen. The closest thing I've ever seen. And he didn't get there by watching me. And I didn't get there by watching him. We both arrived at the same place because it's the best way. And I've never seen anybody do it similar to me and explain it the way he explained it. And I was like, that is the most, and I'm not saying my methods, I do believe my methods are the best or I wouldn't have those methods. I would Mm -hmm. have different methods. But I was like, okay, that's the guy who does it. Like, I was amazed at how close it was to my method. And he's, he's got like a place in my heart for that. And I've seen a couple of things from him. He's just a smart guy. Like he's a real dog trainer. He's not a YouTube dog trainer. So I'm not a YouTube dog trainer. There was a, I'm a dog trainer who puts videos on YouTube. There's a difference. There was a guy who we were talking when I was in Maui one time and which doesn't narrow it down that much, but he, I think you like shouted him out somehow and me. Yeah. In the videos. And I don't think he had a huge following, but I think you shouted him out for some reason. And I don't remember who it was. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think it was this guy, right? I don't know. He had maybe done something that reviewed your, your, um, videos or something. Couple people have, but I, yeah, I don't know. But you actually called him out. I think, I think you in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were like this guy, that's solid. Like what he was saying was right. Ooh. I think it was maybe like a go get or something. I'm not sure, but who knows? Yeah. Um, these are always better if you lie and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about. And oh, you just yeah. make it up. Yeah. Yeah. You don't help me like that. No, no, I didn't know. I've never seen this Larry Crone. Now oh, you're looking at him right in, now. He's going to show up in my feed all of a sudden yeah. now. So it's, and like, I don't think he like does thumbnails and it's like, which, which like I like in a way, you know? Yeah. I just, like, just post it. it. Like sometimes there's hour long video. Sometimes there's a 30 second video, <laughs> no thumbnails. And you're just like, that's like dog daddy. Like, yeah, there's like no thumbnails. Sometimes it's like, cool. Did, did people realize that on the last podcast that we removed all um, non-clickable ads? I don't know. We did. Nobody commented. Nobody commented. But yeah, that was what happened. We're, 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 we're not messing around. We're keeping it short. So I'm any ad we'll should, be able to, should be able to just this click one right too? through it. Well, yeah, we'll do Let's that do for this, this one too. too. All right. So but if we don't get a, like a thank you down below, we'll put them, we'll double them. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke, guys. Yeah, don't we, can't, we can't double the ads, even if we wanted to. No? I don't know. I don't, I don't know much so. about that. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Are we wrapping Maui up? I think we wrapped it up a while ago, didn't we? I know, but revisiting. Yeah, I do think, um, yeah, I do think they need a lot of aid. And I think um, the pod is very generous. When are you going back? That, I'm going back in like a week or two. To see your dad and... Yeah. And I already had it booked. And so, and oh. I know you don't want to like make an impact where like, you're going to like interfere with the housing and so forth, but I already have, a you're not going to interfere and, with yeah, anything. And I, yeah. And I don't consume what these people consume. So come back with like some dog stuff from Maui. Like if the what shelters are overrun, we should be able to like, yeah, I would be interested. To yeah. Out. You should just inquire what it looks and like. then come back and we can talk about it should do a video and then like post it on the podcast yeah like full like i've thought video. about 
when these natural disasters happen, I've thought about going down. So everyone went to a Qualcomm stadium in mm -hmm. 07. Yeah. Right. And they had dogs there. Now I don't want to just go and like, like take the dog somewhere or go feed the dogs. Like I'd rather go train the dogs. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like for you, right? Tra help train or walk the people's dogs or something. Like I want to do something training to help, not just here's dog food because I'm a dog guy. Yeah. Like I'd rather almost be like, can I, can I help your dog be more comfortable in this crate that it's going to be in for two days because you're a Qualcomm stadium because the wildfires displaced a hundred thousand people here. Yeah. Can I do some training to help your dog more than here's dog food? Yeah, your your point is similar to the podcast idea of like, why are you talking about people on a dog podcast? And you're like, well, because I'm a person, right? Like yeah. there's a level of um, just things come up. But I do see your point about rather, also I think people that are really good at something should focus more on trying to give that away versus, you know, they can get dog food from any That's kind Tom, of Dick, point. and Harry. And they get all natural yeah. disasters get dog food. And even that will we'll homeless finish. people on the corner. If they have a dog, they'll get off, off some often more dog food than food for them. People can, give them dog food all I, the time. Can I say something really bad? Yes. <laughs> I got, I was talking to people on the ground about like aid and help for Maui. And then he had made a comment about like helping the homeless. Right. And I was thinking like, that's kind of weird. Like, because you would figure that the homeless people would be, easy easier for them to bounce back because they don't have a home oh right so that like if they lived on the street but then i was like maybe he's talking about people that became homeless oh uh, yeah what do you think i wasn't privy to the conversation the homeless people i don't know i'm like 50 I 50 feel like you don't on call people homeless well, are there a lot of homeless in lahaina i heard that there was two thousand structures burned no i mean see this is i mean actual homeless before the fire yeah see they, we're running into problem with yeah. what the word homeless means there were definitely there are definitely homeless people there i can promise yeah. you that i don't know what your friend was not not at the level of downtown downtown LA. san diego or, or skid row la right but there was a number but there's when, not a million of them think about how weird that would be that if your house well it's not to say my house let's say your house burned down right as an example if your house burned down and then they're like, yeah, Joel, he's homeless. It'd be like, bro, not, not homeless. <laughs> it's like that one time my, my home burned down. It's different. Okay. If I can say this, it's like that one time I called you like years ago, like a single dad and you're all, I'm not a single dad. Oh yeah. I, I you I weren't married. That. It was divorced. Yeah. But like, and I like use the term and you're like, that's a weird term to use for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does that make sense? I think, yeah. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not the most way to, or the most accurate way to, or precise way to describe. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Be because, but it's like, I feel like a single dad is, is more that's a dad that doesn't have a mom in the picture. That's right. Right. But like, to me, I was just like, you have your daughter for this. You're kind of a single dad, yeah. but you're like, I'm not. But even if you have your daughter, more than your ex-wife does, then right? I mean, you kind of still are, right? Single dad. But I mean, oh. but it's, to me, it's, I look at it more of just raising a child on your own. I agree. Which I think. And once you said that, I was like, yeah. 
Yeah. Do you never apologize for that? <laughs> because it wasn't like a slight. Yeah. You you hurt my feelings. Um, no, I did. Did I really? No, I'm kidding. Um, no. So w w the homeless term. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Bro, weird term. Can I tell you something? If my house burnt down, okay, there were no dogs there, mm -hmm. okay, I've thought about this many times. Here's what I would do. It's kind of like if my car got stolen. Here's what I'd do. I'd go, my house is burning. I'd go, here's my family. Here's my dog. And I would look at that house burning. And I'd go, there it goes. Bro, my wife would be freaking out. And I'd be like, nobody died. I don't care. Really? I, yeah. What I, about the pictures? Well, I guess they're all in your phone bro, now. Do you know how bad it they're could be if your house burnt down with your dog in it? Yeah, that's like. So, so you just remove that. You literally go, oh, this is here. The family is next to me as we watch this house burn down. That's all. It could have gone so much worse. It's like if you live in Southern California or you live in New York City or you live in San Francisco or you live in you ha and you have a family with little children and a wife and you have not thought about what you're going to do if someone comes up to you at a gas station and carjacks your dog, your your car, you are be dereliction of duty if you don't have a plan in your head. I, I think about it not all the time. What would you do? I would go, yeah, you can have the car. You can have my wallet. You can have whatever you want. I'm going to get my child out of the car seat. And he go, just get out of the car. No, 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 no. You can shoot me right now, but I'm getting this child out of the car seat. This can be too. You can have everything. I'm getting this child out of the car seat. I'm going to shoot you in the head if you don't get out. Then shoot me, but I'm getting this child out. Of I'd stay calm. I have a plan. Like a stud. I would even... And I would talk to him very normally and go, bro, it's all yours. Trust me. I'm getting this kid out. You make your choice. But it's going to happen. One, one thing's going to happen. Either you're going to shoot me or I'm getting this kid. But there's no in between here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're drawing a line in the sand. I'm drawing a line. And I'll go. I'll, I would even say, bro, there's a very big difference between the amount of time you go to you go for shooting or for taking a kid compared to taking a dog. Just let me grab the kid. Taking a dog or a car? A car. A car. Killing. Or a this, kid. This no, if they, we could have put this they, at the beginning of the, if the they podcast. Take, like, so teaser. if you drive away with this kid, like on accident, or because you're frantic right now, yeah, like everything becomes different yeah. for you in your I mean, life. Up the stakes. So just let me get the kid. No, no, no. Whatever. I'm getting the kid. I, yeah, I feel and like... I, I would do the same thing with the dog. Hey, I'm going to, my dog's in the back. I'm going to pop this trunk and then I'm going to close it and you have everything. Bro, it doesn't matter. But I'm getting this dog or this kid. That house burning down. So dog yeah, yeah, is the house exact. is burning down. Everything important is right here. The dog is getting the same. Life, the dog is getting treatment. the same treatment. The same treatment as as the child in the car seat or the child in the back. Yes. Be careful though. But I still didn't. Noodle. Didn't do you get the sense that like that like I was calm enough to say like, I'm just going to do this real quick and then you can have everything. Um, if you were that, the, the guy. So I was thinking about this movie idea and I know you're, you like movies. I still haven't seen Sicario yet, but I was thinking of this movie, Sicario. this movie idea, right? Sicario two is one of the best, um, second movies ever made. This fucking Okay. <laughs> Sicario two <laughs> You know how sequels always suck? Sicario 2 is as good as the first one. It's crazy. I never 
Okay. So here's my, here's my movie idea. I just thought this would be so realistic, right? You're going with your family. And, I'm on fire. And you are on fire, man on fire. And you're going. I read that book. And you pull up to a cartel checkpoint, right? And yes. they, and they let the car go. You pull up, they go, Hey, yeah. Joel out of the car. Yep. And, uh, you go, look, um, I'm with my family. I'm going to get my family out. They say, get out of the car now or I will shoot you. And then you say, look, sir, I appreciate what you're saying, but there's no way. And it, bam. And they just shoot you. Yeah. But then that's the end of the movie. Cause you know, there's always this other part to the movie. How cool of a movie would it be if you like built this whole backstory and then you tried to like flex on someone with a gun, they just shot you. And you're like, and it's like, Hey, just remind, you know, reminder guys, like, Every now and then someone just gets shot in the head. Yeah. That's the end of the story. I don't like that story or that movie. <laughs> you like the like hero at the end of it, right? That like does yeah. some redemption thing. Yeah. Okay. Your story but mine's kind of realistic, right? Horrible. Bro, I've been in Mexico. Like, like I love Mexico. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think about that. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole different deal. Like you have no that's yeah. that's that's a even the level a much the level is more dangerous yeah, situation um yeah but what's funny is when you were talking about uh what were you talking about um oh about like him pointing a gun at you and be like hey get out of the car right it re was reminding me of the beginning of uh or actually i guess it's the end of pulp fiction where he's just like he like cocks the gun and puts it at his head i don't remember it's uh ringo ringo and um samuel L. jackson and then yeah. he, he goes you better open up that case or oh, yeah. you know he's all rearranged he's like uh you know what does he say he's like I, I hate to i hate to disappoint you but this is not the uh, first time i've had a gun pointed at me he's oh, like if you don't open the safe it'll yeah. be the last you remember this i feel like that's the situation that's the the thing when a gun's pointed at you is to just is is to like stay calm you know yeah i think compliance is the science when it comes to that stuff it's like how you could maybe try to do something but um yeah, a lot of that like martial arts stuff where they try to like wrestle the gun. Krav Maga. Yeah, Krav Maga. It's. I'm it, not being a hero, bro. Like, like. Here's what I would do. It, my fan, it's, dude. I was in Point Loma. Uh, I might have told you this story a couple. Of, Point Loma is in San Diego. There's a lot of homeless there. I'm sitting in my car. I have three kids at this point. That's that's all that matters. Like, like that's what and your matters. Wife matters too. Right? Yes, my family. And this, I look up and this homeless guy is like knocking on my car. Like it just at the front, he's knocking and he's just staring at me. And he's like looking like, this. oh, and he does this. And you're with your family in the car? No, no family in the car. Oh, just you? Yeah. It's okay. just the, the most bold, like a-hole move. And I go, am I going to get out of this car and freaking do something to this homeless guy? Or am I going to let my, my ego just go, I'm not doing anything? I'm not going to get out of the car, get in a fight with a homeless guy and get hepatitis. Yeah. I Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like some guy flips me off. I've got a problem with it, but I'm not getting hepatitis for my ego from getting in a fight with a homeless person. So I just sat there and I just looked at him for a second just to not be a big wimp, you know? Yeah. You and it. then like, kind of was like, went back to doing what I was doing in the car. But like, I'm not in the habit of like letting people just flip me off. Yeah. But like, what yeah. am I? 
I'm not getting hepatitis, it's bro. It's like Dave Chappelle's. I have a whole other life and other people that are devoted to me. God forbid getting and then the 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 podcast viewers don't get to get yeah, my like, videos. No, it's like uh remember keeping it real goes wrong from Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it's like you're like, I'm gonna keep it real here. I'm gonna get out of the car. I, I don't know if I ever bro, told you this. That's the funniest thing. It's keeping it real goes wrong. It's by so Dave true. Chappelle. It's so it's true. That's actually similar to the thing I was just telling you about getting shot in the head when you're like, No, 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 I'm gonna keep it real here. You're not gonna do anything. And they're like, Bam. Right. But no, I was I don't know if it told us on the podcast or not, but when I was going to jujitsu practice in the morning on a Saturday, yeah, I was parking to right across the street i was going to the gas station and i saw a homeless guy who was walking through and i thought i should probably like avoid him and go to a different part of the gas station just to you know i mean we were the only ones there i was like it, it was in the morning i go it's better to just stay away from the guy and yeah. i go in my mind was like who cares you're in charge you go where you want to go and i go right up yeah. to where it was and he starts talking to me he is out of his mind He's talking about crazy stuff. And uh, one of the things they teach you is um, to keep your hands like this because oh. you don't want people to punch you in the face without having your hands up. So it's also dis, uh, it disarms people a little bit. If you're, it seems weird to rub your hands oh, like this. Yeah. But the idea is if, he need, if you need to grab or do yeah. anything. That makes sense. You're just block. not like this. Yeah, you don't you yeah. have your chin out there getting yeah, yeah, yeah. punched in the face. So you keep your hands up and you kind of just rub yeah. your hands. And yeah. it's, it's an awkward that thing. Actually makes sense. That's a super old school jujitsu thing Never that they teach for like 30 years or 50 years ago, 40 years ago, I thought I taught that. But anyway, so this is what they teach you. And so, but the idea too is it's okay to be like, you need to give me some space, yeah. right? Back up. But they're being very aggressive. So he starts to get aggressive and talking about weird like societal stuff that I'm like. You're hey. in the car at this point? No, I, I was pumping my gas. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, I'm yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. caught, right? And so he starts getting close. And then um, I was like, so then he basically is like, coming toward me and I go, I go, Hey, stop right there. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, get the F back, bro. Like yeah. I, and I mean, I, at the time I was training all the time, I'm like, I'm going to take this guy down. And, but then I was like, I don't even want to get near this guy. Yeah. Like he just was in jail according to what he was saying. Like, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and so then afterwards, um, he didn't get any, he was cussing, but he, he wasn't getting any closer to me. Yeah. And I, cause I just said like, you're done. This is, you know, we're over it. This is the end of the rope as far as how close you're going to get to me. But I was very happy that like I had been training for a long time and I felt like comfortable or more comfortable. I was still not comfortable. And then I went to my like jujitsu class that I had with my professor and he goes, he goes, and I was like, kind of like hoping I did the right thing. And yeah. he's like, dude, never roll on the ground with people and like get in a yeah. fight in public. Like, dude, you have like wife, kids, you have stuff going on. Like, the person is um, just in jail. But then also my wife is like a social worker. So uh, she works or she was until um, the kids, she was working in a, a behavioral like health unit and stuff, right? So because of this, like people are out of their mind and it's also not good to like, if you were to beat that guy up or something, or you like take him down and just like UFC him, right? Like, yeah. These people have mental problems. Like they need help. Yeah. You get bit. Yeah, well, the biting is is a big Bro, problem, right? It's not like it, the ego, you know. There's bigger. Yeah, I mean, you still punked family. out yourself. Yeah, I was still a big wuss, and <laughs> I think everyone's gonna see you in the street. They're like, oh, "Is that that wuss?" <laughs> to let that Joel guy there? flip him off. Yeah, you punked out for sure. Should we get into some comments? Sure. How else will we get this like back on track? Comments. Comments. Yeah. I feel like um, the comment, this is about this podcast has a rabid fan base. 
you guys are crazy yeah. and you comment a ton and we love it so we should read it yeah you I do agree. one then i'll do one okay we'll do people it. like to hear their names on here even people where they sometimes comment and then i like crap on them and then they still don't really get offended which we'll, is awesome we'll you shouldn't get offended dueling comments that'll be this segment okay oh do you have breed of the week uh we'll get back to that uh, ready so People gary brar says joel can you please include timestamps i don't know how um i think i know how because if you do zero why are you reading that? zero you zero i know you don't want to do it yeah the biggest reason is i don't want to do it yeah i essentially have to do well, a thumbnail that. right yes. do a thumbnail upload it um time. cut it if i need to i gotta put all the youtube information and I just don't really want to do it. Yeah, but, but if pod, some, bro. But if somebody wants to put those timestamps the in there, then we can pin them and That's they can what we reference do. it. We always pin them. If you do the timestamps, I will pin it. I promise okay. you. Okay. You could even you have authority to pin it. You can even cut you. Okay, me? Even me? Yes. We could cut those out too and put them in the description box and paste them in there too, if we wanted to. Okay. Or we just pin all right, dueling comments. Okay. That was I'm one. ready. I know. So the answer is maybe. Yeah, the answer is maybe. You're up. From the last podcast, we read the comments from the last podcast. That's it. Any comment you read on this podcast is from the last podcast, not from two podcasts ago, not from my video. Okay, this is Jim Kernix. If you don't like Frontline, what do you use? I asked my wife this because I didn't know on the last podcast. We use tea tree oil. That's what we use. We use, it for, we use it for lice. By the way, when I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of money. And so we'd do lice checks in school. And I always thought just the poor kids got lice. And so I'd go to do the lice check. And I was like, because we didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, oh my God, please don't let me have lice because people are going to know I'm poor. Yeah? Yeah. It was like a real like affecting, affected my life thing. Did How many times did you have lice? 10, I don't know 15? if I ever did. I think you had like 15 times. Yeah, I just had it my whole life. <laughs> you just always had like bugs. Uh, I'm not saying we weren't. I just felt like we were poor. Dude. Like I like it was almost like I we weren't that poor. I just felt like we were, you know, it was almost like an internal thing, you know? You you know what's so funny? And about... my mom watches this and my mom was the greatest mom and always bought me. It's not like we didn't have food. You didn't to starve. Oh yeah, I was starving to death. <laughs> so with the... So we use tea trail and we use that on our if occasionally our kids have gotten lice, I think once, twice, because we're poor. Um, and, uh, we use tea trail. That's what my wife uses. So what's funny and not to make this a jujitsu podcast, but, but guess what are. you use when you're cleaning yourself with the jujitsu approved soap? What? Tea trail oil. That's, it must be and great. Sometimes eucalyptus, but supposedly like, uh, oh, it yeah, does have a kind of strong smell. Oh yeah. That's the point. But I In mean, there's so many wrestling, like ringworms and things you can get. Uh, another oh, one that I you know. can use is, uh, um, you can use a uh, head and shoulders. Uh, cause it's got some oh, stuff in there, zinc and stuff. And so you can like, uh, if you run into a jam and you need to like bathe essentially, but you have to, because it's a like skin on skin sport, you got to scrub your body after you have to, or you're going to get crazy. That's stuff. why I don't do jujitsu. I don't want all that. I don't want to roll around with a sweaty guy too. It's the best. I don't want to do it. It's, it's kind of gross. So here, let me answer your, your piece about, or this thing about frontline. So I'm going and uh, we obviously do the podcast about frontline and uh, last podcast one, one outdoor one, two indoor cats. 
uh monday was what people yesterday? hate when you talk about cats <laughs> i know i know i didn't do it more so monday uh my wife goes to costco and what's sitting on the table last night frontline oh yeah and you're all we're not right giving now. this no and i go what are you doing and she goes i got frontline i go why for who she goes for kika the outdoor cat i'm going and I know it's expensive and we're already on this like budget talk about Costco, right? Um, and I'm like, what is that? Like a hundred bucks? She's like, it was expensive. And I'm like, for the cat that's outdoors? Can't be a hundred bucks. And then she was like, you could give it to the indoor cats. And I'm going, we got yeah. hardwood floors though. I feel like it. they won't make it long. That's true. But your your cat's hair is long, I feel like. The outdoor Long ones. hair is a problem with fleas, man. Yeah, they right. Fleas love that long hair. They just live in there. So the, just like we said last podcast, like make your choice. It's fine. Use frontline or don't, but like there might be some bad stuff down the road and, but you don't want fleas. I get it. I uh, get it. Did I tell, did I tell you about the visitors that we had? Was that last week or no? no. I didn't tell you about the visitors we had at night. We had raccoons that Bro. showed up. We had a raccoon Twice. fight outside of our window and then it was on this little area. Sorry to cut you off your there raccoon you story with my raccoon story. We have a little thing that's like this wide outside of our window. I don't even know why. And we hear this fight, not really fight outside our window. We open the window or no, the window was open. No. Yeah. The window was open. And this raccoon is like right at our window where the screen is. And he freaking looks at us and we look at him and he like bolted, but he was like right there. That when wasn't was as this? good of a story as I thought it was going to be. When was this? Six months ago. Look at this thing. Oh, it's blurry, but you can see it's right there. It has it has a a. Don't hold up to the camera because yeah. you can't barely see it. It's a yeah, it's a raccoon. It, and then you can see there. There's the babies too. So there's oh, two babies yeah, and the adult, and they're eating my outdoor cat's food, and they're aggressive yeah. and they're just plain rude. Yeah, and they like, have rabies. Some of them. Do they? Raccoons, bats, foxes, and skunks. Those raccoons, I mean, it's rare, but like they are a carrier. Like you have to be a little careful. Um, They're aggressive though. gnarly. But yeah, so they, they? they have been at least twice they've been to the house since our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. And Prince Prince got skunked every week, like a few months ago. Prince, Prince was getting skunked every week. Hmm. Sprayed in the face by skunks. It was a bring it all in the house. His mouth's all watering. Jeez, raccoons look a little caddish. They're yeah. they're a similar size, a little bigger. Like they're I big, think they would they're thicker. I still think my your cats my, would mess I think, up a raccoon. I think my bangle could take it. Yeah. My bangle's actually not that big. Let me it's back to dueling dueling uh banjos here. Uh off off grid dogs, who I feel like I might have mentioned something before. All the dog food brands and major chain stores are owned by three companies, Nestle, Mars, and Colgate Palmolive. And I wouldn't feel any of it to, I wouldn't feed any of it to my worst enemy's dog. Yeah. Damn. That's a serious comment. Yeah. And then the other person. Oh yeah. You that's did good the to know. Kernix one. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Can we I don't you use, we eat very little Nestle. We don't use palm olive. We use a better for you soap on our dishes. That's just our choice as a family. So I probably wouldn't feed my dog something that's made from them either. Shout out palm olive. We use that green stuff. Like it's for all, all green for right? all of it. We love it. 
Yeah. Cleaning dishes, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. And we had Dawn the and then we just don't. Yeah. Um, we had right? it, but then we just don't use it. You are, this is melodur melodramatic or something or something no? at mellow something. You are wrong. I have raised two children on my own because their father was an alcoholic who never supported them until he died. My daughter is now a lawyer and my son will be graduating from cybersecurity. Neither one of them suffered from not having a father in the home. And they, in fact, did much better than having an alcoholic abusive one for sure. I agree. Careful. Those, those children had, did not, it's good they did not have an alcoholic and abusive father in the home. But that does not mean that they were better than having a good father in the home. I guess you could Is look that, at it circumstance-wise. Like if you were to say- Does that make sense? She's saying it was an abusive alcoholic father, right? It's, so she's saying that you can still raise good kids without having a father. I think this is true. It's been done before, right? You have great people. So that, this- It was done in my home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's use a better example. Okay. I'm kidding. Um, Okay, so we're with her on that. Yeah. And, and then you, you don't have a whole lot of choice. Also, right? you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, true. True. But if you just take it at face value, if you have uh, potentially violent, abusive, yes, alcoholic, not good. or get, them out, get the alcoholic abuser out of the house, I'd go with get the alcoholic abuser out of the house. You too? I agree. Okay, so we, we are in agreement. And we we're in agreement. What if they had a great father in the home? Yeah. Like, think I, about I, Ward you don't Cleaver. know what you don't know. Like Ward Cleaver. If you had somebody who's like the epic father, um, there's a lot of advantages to having a really well-balanced father in the house. You think? I, I do think. I do <laughs> That's think. my point. Like, like, but shout out. Great father. Shout, shout out, out to, to moms doing yeah. it on their own. Yeah, I know. And, and shout out to her. Sounds like she did a great job. And, uh, didn't have a whole heck of a lot of choice. Yeah. So we give props. Um, it's Smoke Garaka says, um, why do you, I thought this was good. Okay. Like, this is a question for you, of course. Why do you rarely pet the dogs? I just had a conversation with a client today. I will post the video because the dog tried to bite me. And so I'm sure it's going to make, make the cut. I reinforce the dogs all the time. And I do it with verbal praise. Imagine the dogs that I am dealing with, generally speaking. They are dogs that petting a dog as reinforcement, if this is their question, okay? Petting a dog, a difficult dog in a difficult situation where it is being aggressive to another dog or a person, petting them is a very powerful thing. And and should be done very carefully because it emboldens them. I told the owner today, don't pet your dog. This is not a loving love situation. This is a discipline situation. The dog just tried to bite me. Just because he didn't try to bite me does not mean you should pet them. I took the dog. I was walking him around and I basically bent down and I'm like, you're the best boy. You're the best boy in the whole world when he was being good without touching. Now, that question could be, why don't you just, I see you walking around with dogs. Why don't you pet them? Or it, I think it was in response to videos. The videos you see are difficult dogs. They don't need to be pet at that moment. 
they need some discipline at that moment. Petting yeah. is the opposite of discipline. Petting makes you and your dog, your dog think they're with you and they need to go get that dog or that thing 90% of the time. Yeah, the the rude boy video, you sat down and pet the dogs, but they were not aggressive dogs. Good they, point. You know what it I mean? It was one so of the rare pet. situations where the dogs were being pet. Yeah, and and not aggressive. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, for your yeah, yeah, and there's a story behind that, right? Yeah. So, I think the biggest thing is you're just saying why would you pet a violent overstimulated dog in the first place, right? Overstimulated um, being the plus the you do that. You do the old, that's a good boy. Yeah. That's like your, uh, it's serious praise. It's praise. It's verbal praise. It's not touching. I use this example with my clients all the time. When my employees leave, you will manage people. Mm -hmm. I don't go, oh my gosh, you did so good today and put my head on their shoulder and go, oh, you're just the greatest employee in the world and be this like this. I'm like creepy, by the way. It would be super creepy. And I go, good job. You did awesome today. Like this touching thing is a weird thing. Pet right. them all day at home when they're not barking at the guests coming in your house. I don't mm. care. Don't do it during these situations where your dog is already resource guarding you, telling other dogs to get out of there, protecting you, overstimulated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's enough of it. It's enough. As you'd say. It's enough I got petting. a question from Jay Creel. He says, what's your take on Garrett Wing from American Standard Dog Training? Isn't a canine in there also? Um, American. Go ahead. Standard canine, right? I think it's. I think. I think so. Getting called out on being abusive in his training methods. We talked about this last week. Yeah. But it was more about the, there was a Zach George element to that last comment yeah. that we talked about yeah. last week. Oh, uh, I tried. To, his, I, I didn't know I, his name was Garrett either. I know. Garrett Wing. Yeah, we didn't know this. Garrett Wing. We like him, don't you think? Yeah. I like that guy. I like that I guy. Watch his, I watch his videos. I watch Dog Daddy's videos. Um, I don't have a choice, though, because they just are on the feed. Yeah. But they're very good at what they do. And they I do think. a lot of shorts. They're a lot of shorts. Um, but they're good at what they do. And it's. I think it's entertaining. But I have a lot of respect for garrett and dog daddy because i see the dogs that they're working with yeah and i you always say this to the positive folks like yeah like show me the videos yeah. show me what you're working with yeah but they never do do the Connie corso the dog argentino the borbel the giant german shepherd the rottweiler do the videos then you can talk all day until then you can't talk garrett wing uh, I like his videos. He's like the top three dogs you shouldn't get. And then he goes through it quick and fast. He's good. He's good at that stuff. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I feel like he does a lot of material, like the overall amount of videos. Maybe they just do more shorts and that's what I see. But I feel like I'm like, wow, these guys in dog daddy too does so many videos. I know. Maybe we just are slackers. They do a lot of shorts. We could take this podcast. Our thing is not shorts. We could take this podcast and chop it into 4,000 shorts. And no, we dump sh it. We could, and we've talked about it. We're too lazy. We're just not doing it. Yeah. You're no, we're, we have a reason we don't do that. Because, mostly we because we don't care, though. Okay. Yeah. We maybe. don't care that much about shorts. Shorts, yeah. I think Larry Crone would be a great guest. He always seems like a good time and can shoot the shit. 
You uh, said a bad word. I said a bad word. We're trying not to. I got an email and someone's like, like I said, I'm not going to change anything off one email. But the person was like, you said like G's, which is that short for Jesus or something? It was like a really weird email where they're like, I'm not going to let my family watch this anymore because you said. Some. Yo, this is not a family show, Brosif. <laughs> Don't give me this. Yeah. So Larry Crone, I, we already talked about Larry Crone. Yeah, we did. That's a great point. Um, I got one from Shonji Power of two. It says, it's a false question. Discipline means they know where the boundaries are and knowing where you stand in a relationship gives so much security and comfort, especially if you, you're the less powerful one. Parents aren't friends and kids will love you for your boundaries, for the boundaries. That's a, that's a deep conversation about dogs. Um, don't love boundaries. you for your boundaries. I think they do. I know. Yeah. Everyone thinks they do. I, mean, I think, think a about dog. It. I think a dog would love to run around and jump on everybody and be an insane freaking dog. And I think it'd be the happiest dog in the world. Like we mentioned with the rude boy video, those dogs, you were hard on the dogs and they loved you. But did they love me more or was it the same amount of love? Was it a respect? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, obviously you discipline, my whole thing is about discipline, but this whole notion that dogs want training, I, it's an unpopular opinion. I understand what I'm saying is very unpopular and goes against the grain. Um, dogs want to, dogs are super happy launching themselves at human beings and running the streets and running away. I don't know. I don't know if the alternative makes them more happy. I think you want to think it makes them more happy, but because you do it, it's because you want to train them, but it's mainly for you. It's not for the dog. It's for society and for society. Great. But let's not act like the dog's happier. I mean, yeah, I think the point is, is that's, it's not the point, right? The point is not how do we make this dog as happy as possible? It's how do we uh, That's protect true. the dog? How do we protect our family? How do but we there's, protect other there's kids? Me, there's met hundreds of clients have said they're happier being trained. And I'm, I don't say it because like, I don't want to waste. I think they're the right. Minds. I don't. I think they're right. Yeah. Just the same way. Lot, you think like Caesar, a lot of people. When Caesar put those, uh, those uh, working dog vests on those dogs and starts like loading them with like canned beans and stuff like that. And like corn That's different. And he starts putting them on it. Well, no, I mean, they're training them. I know, but they're, they're being tired makes you happy, but they're, they're scratching it. They're scratching an itch, right? Some of these dogs were bred to please humans. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I think working makes a dog happier, but I don't, I don't know if just discipline and training makes a dog happier. I think insanity also makes dogs happy. I feel like just, you're just nuttiness. I feel like you're breaking away from your brand here. I feel like you would be arguing the other side of this. You, yeah, you can feel like I would, but the truth matters. Or I, I, I'm not saying it's 100% the truth. And there's nuance to this conversation. What does happy mean? Um, uh, all these things. But like the notion, the, the blanket statement that, a trained dog is happier than an untrained dog. I don't believe is true. I've never acted like my. You're my saying point, in the moment, right? Yeah, my point in this whole thing, in these videos and in life, is not to make the dog happier. So I'm not. It's, I don't think it is against my brand because my brand has never been like, we're doing this so the dog is happier. 
Like I've never said that. But the dog is going to be happier long term because it maybe because it doesn't die by well, getting hit by a it car. Is able to interact with other dogs and doesn't have to be locked away too. That's true. Okay, I guess I'm I'm going with like jumping on about people coming in and you're talking yeah. about in that second the training specifically doesn't make it happy. Yeah, it, dogs jumping on people. I look in their eyes. They are out of control and they're happy. I don't know if them sitting in the corner in a downstay, if they are any happier. Them pulling on a leash and them not pulling on a leash, they are as happy pulling on a leash as not pulling on a leash. They might not Them be running away unaffected. from you and peeing on bushes and not coming when called, they are not happier when they came to you. I or I mean, even with all treats, they they still enjoy the the cruising away from you and not listening to you as much as they enjoy listening to you. So they're doing what they want. They rather do what they want. Yeah. But don't you think that with humans, if you get to do what you want, you end up being not fulfilled? I think it's a little different with humans. Do you think humans are more likely to appreciate discipline? Yes. But when they're young, they don't like discipline, right? They don't like Most kids don't like discipline. My kids would like to eat more candy. So would I. But then they get the they get a stomach ache that they're not happy with and blah blah blah. But I just don't know if a not jumping dog is happier than a jumping dog. That's my argument, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Can I fire one off since I see yeah. that your, your phone's off? Um Dechon Wolf? Dechon Wolf? I don't know. The unpredictable nature of the podcast makes it all the more entertaining. Well, this one's there unpredictable. Is plenty of <laughs> to say the least. There is plenty of good info mixed in, but the entertainment aspect is what keeps me listening for two hours. Keep up the good work. What do you think of that? That's great. This they one, like the this one's uh, timely right here under duress, who has been commenting for a long time. Yeah, he's I great. would love to see the video of Prince in two kittens meeting. That's coming. We're getting the cats today or tomorrow. Potentially today, right? Yep. And Prince, yeah, it's going to be great. Beckman gonna, cat training. I've already hopefully got the, the video comes out good, and we'll we'll uh, we'll post it for you guys. Prince with two cats. We're getting two cats. Prince wanted try to eat him, will he? No. Prince is going to be just stare at them like he did with the Licking squirrel. his chops? No. No. Think... No. He's going to love him. It's going to be awesome. What if he doesn't love him? Will you train him? Will he like cast him out of the circle? No. Well, we'll see how it goes. What I type mean, of cats? It depends on how he doesn't love them. Just cats? I don't know. You're adopting them, right? Because yeah. they're like people that have yeah, a litter, right? Yeah, yeah. So not some purebred. We got into this last week. Yeah, just adopting my daughter's friend's cat had cats. They're probably calicos. That seems to be like 90% of the cats out there. Yeah. Oh, can I read this one? You actually read this one. I wore an amber stone collar on my dog for almost 10 years for fleas and ticks. So I, I was like, what is an amber stone collar? It's a collar with an amber in it, right? It's magic. Yeah. Okay, I still wear one on my new puppy. Everly Haynes said this. Food grade, diatomaceous earth is the power. Okay, I want to get to the amber stone. I don't understand. It's like magic. It's magic. It's like my wife with her crystals. Oh yeah, my wife has that salt crystal. Does too. your wife have crystals too? Well, she has a salt stone. It's like Himalayan it's, salt stone. It's magic. It's supposed to do like the internet Wi-Fi signals, like absorb them or something. It's like witch stuff. <laughs> we live in Southern California. My wife is Listen, like people are in in buys like, these uh, 
<laughs> she buys these people stones. are in like ga- <laughs> these like Dagestan, uh, crystals. Like, what are you talking about? She buys these crystals, and I'm like, "Did you just buy those crystals?" And she's like, "Yeah, I got them from this like nudist colony when I was traveling through this area." And I go, oh, "Wow, um, you don't want to put those out, do you?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, we put them out. They're good energy." Yeah, I'm like, "Are you believing this?" That's your way. But then she also mentioned diatomaceous earth. I would not deny that diatomaceous earth could propel or repel insects and other things. It dries things out. Diatomaceous earth is a weird thing. People have sent it with their dogs. for They feed it to their dogs. They use it in pools. We use it in pools. Yeah. Yeah. We dump it in the pool thing and it goes whoop, and it cleans things. It's their seashells. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either, but I know that they dry, like you said, dry out. Yeah. Uh, my wife uses it in the garden. Um, you can eat it. But they put Dogs it, they put it, it for, I think, to protect against certain types of bugs. Yeah. It's like a wonder drug. What if we're wrong about the whole like stones and, and, you know? Well, that's why I'm not discounting that. If who cares if the dog has an amber stone, maybe it works. Seems like some Harry Potter type stuff, though, doesn't it? Just first. Yeah. First yeah. It's a few. little, it's a little weird. All the crystal stuff. You got to be careful with that stuff. I mean, I think I kind of try to humor my wife with it. It's like a I'm little like, oh. gypsy ish, you know, I don't know if you're allowed to use the word gypsy. You've said or aborigines. Now you said gypsies. Gypsies is not okay to say now. Really? Yeah. You don't, man, you need to follow this stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can't say anymore. Bro. What do you say? I don't know. You just stop talking about. Stuff. <laughs> I'm not doing this word police thing. Yeah, this is silly. But speaking of gypsies, um, what was the name of the show that was really good on Netflix? You know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know. Uh, Peaky Blinders. I never saw it. You didn't see that? No, it's pretty too cool. Too slow. Yeah, it was slow. I stopped watching like the fifth yeah. season. See, exactly. Thing. You're right. Just keep watching The Sopranos. That's what I do. I got one for you. Okay. Off grid dogs. Underneath my father's gentleness and love was oh, always yeah. an undercurrent of. I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. It was the greatest gift for a teenage boy. Of course, I probably didn't realize it until I was older. And then this other person below pity, pity mama says, although she denies it, my mother used to tell me all the time I brought you into this world. I can take you out. And I do believe she was quite serious when she said it, but as a preacher's kid, we were kept on a very short leash and exposed to nothing. Hmm. It's funny. And then somebody says, my mom used to say that constantly. Yeah. Then I'll take you. I'll write you in this world. I'll take you out. That yeah. was popular. I say that to my kids or something like that. And they, they laugh like, because I say it funny. Like, yeah, it's hard to not say it funny. Cause it's like, what are you really threatening your kids? You don't really want to do that. You know? Yeah. You just it's, say it has it. to be a joke, bro. We watched Friday night lights, the movie last night. My son is playing football in a league called Friday night lights. And then we watched the movie last night and like the one dad's like an alcoholic and he like beats his kid because he's not playing good at football. Friday Night Lights? The, the one movie. from like 1998? Ni- 2004. Oh, that's a different one. No. It's the oh, I know one. the one I'm talking it's about. There's a different one. I was thinking Bart Varsity Blues. My yeah, don't, yeah, not that one. Sorry. But Friday Night Lights, the dad like beats the kid because he's not doing good. And I was like, me and my son were like joking about like how I'm going to do that to you if you don't do good. And he thought it was hilarious. Have you seen that video where there's a football player and he has a football player on his back and he's going to like the trying to cross the end zone. It's supposed to be like the most like epic inspirational thing. And the guy's Lucas. Is that what it's called? Or the Notre Dame story, the Notre Dame one. I don't know, but it's they're high school kids and they're like uh, carrying 
he's carrying another player on his back and he doesn't know that he can like how far he can carry him. And he keeps telling him to go and go and go. And then he goes to the very like goal line and he didn't believe he could go like half that far. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that would have been way cooler if you knew about it. Cause <laughs> it's only like the biggest epic YouTube thing ever. It's so important. I didn't even know the name of it, obviously. No. Yeah. Well, that thinks more a lot. questions. Um, I thought this was funny. Check this out. Hartana. Uh, I need someone. And if you put a picture in your YouTube thing, we can tell if you're male or female, just so you guys know. I need someone to make a dog training T channel where they cover the drama between all the different trainers in one place. Please someone get on this ASAP. So for anyone that doesn't know, T is like the new thing for like, like, um, drama. I didn't know this. What did you think she meant by T? I just discounted that whole part and just, it means it's like, give me the T, give me the, didn't know that. Give me the down low. Give me the drama. Yeah. Okay, so wow, yeah, she wants a dog training, uh, uh, controversy tea channel. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the person below said, "There's this woman who is bandwagoning on this guy's content, meaning you, and basically spewing feminist BS." Me? No, this is what the person. Yeah, oh. they're they're piggybacking on your channel. Oh, she seems to basically view his training thoughts or through the lens of mostly examining his behavior rather than the actual training. It was amusing right before I clicked the don't recommend this channel option. So shout out so to them. So a channel is is making videos on my videos, right? Is that what yes, she's saying? That's right. Yeah, there's this one girl who like makes, like her whole channel is like breaking down me and other people's videos. I think I talked and I I, I did a public comment and I said, hey, you should think about making your own content and then people will take you seriously. You can then make content saying what I'm doing wrong, but you look silly if you don't make your own content. Yeah. And she got back to me and she was like, thank you for your opinion. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then she just keeps doing it because she's, she's like, not a loser because she's that's like, what losers do. do. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm, I, I think I'm good at football, right? I just do. I did see I was, catch that foot. You caught that football that one time at your 100K view thing. Yeah, he saw me one hander this football and he was like, oh, Eric Raining was all impressed. Yeah. And um, it'd be like me being like, um, listen, here, Tom Brady, like he needs to, his, he needs to like flip his hand a little more when he throws the ball. Well, you know more than Tom Brady about football. Well, sure. that's my, that's my, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what that, that girl's doing. And she just doesn't get it. She yeah. just, she just, I don't think she gets, I don't think those people get it. My response. Do you think they get it or, or do, do they, do they lay in bed at night and go, I, I'm not a good dog trainer. It's weird that I'm making, tr I'm, I'm criticizing other dog trainers or do they not get it? I don't know. I, I feel like the person who we read the comment who said, what do you think of Garrett wing and his, um, you know, them coming after him? I think the statement is get used to it. They're coming after everybody, right? Oh, They're coming after you. True. They're coming after dog daddy. They're coming after Caesar. They already came after Caesar um, Garrett. They came after. So really anybody who has a public, you know, anyone who's actually training dogs at a high level is being dragged into the mud every time. Yeah, that's true. So tough enough. it's a, um, it's a badge of honor. Yeah, that's true. Don't you think? And and anybody forget training dogs, uh, any quarterback in the NFL, yeah, any athlete, any politician, any any anybody with a high profile, 
But we can't make fun of politicians. When did this start? They're politicians. We can make we can make okay. fun. That, that's what they signed up for in a yeah. way. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Have you ever heard the the thing from Cicero? You know that old like I don't know if he's Greek philosopher, whatever. I'm I'm interested. He said politicians aren't born, they're excreted. Yeah, there's a real hatred for How did they know that so long ago? That's if he's Greek. That's where it all started, right? True. I mean, but to think you're like sixteen hundred year old saying or something or two thousand year old saying. Bro, can I say something about politics? No, to to, to finish this podcast off a little bit. And I'm going to give you a lot of props. As long as I can cut it off at the end. I'm going to give you tons of props because you changed my life in a way. I called you like What's eight here? years ago, six years ago. And I was, I was like all worked up about politics. And this guy, to you people listen, I want to change your life, okay? A little bit for a second. You told me, and tell me if I'm saying this wrong, because it was years ago. I'm, I'm intrigued now. You go, I was all worked up about something. You go, Joel, you go, politics, you go, it's not real. You go, there are two sides. There's Democrats and Republicans. You go, they are each trying to destroy the other one because the prize at the end of destroying the other side is control of the most powerful country in the world. They will do anything to just, it's not real. They don't believe what they're saying about the other side. They are doing it so they will get votes so that they will win. It's a game. It's all a big game. And I never totally thought about it like that. And it's true, right? I never even remember this conversation. But I was I, in I the office that, that all these people have seen on my channel, that office. Mm -hmm. And I called you and you said, almost that exact thing i'm sure i said it because that's some stuff i believe in but yeah um that is i i read this funny it's thing. not sorry oh yeah, yeah. it's to, to, to prove the point what you said if if people need a dove in deeper on that they don't even they're the politicians who are whipping you up so you go vote so they have control the prize they don't even believe it themselves they just want you to believe it so that they win power of this country that's all that matters like it's not it's not real it's a big game well yeah that's why you see any party like we believe it like we go oh this person said this and then you get all whipped up they don't even believe it yeah, they, they just want you to upset. believe it yeah i yeah. know it's so. like that's why you see somebody in one party and they lose the election and then they just join the other party have you seen this <laughs> yeah this happens a fair amount right yeah but i read this great uh quote uh it was i think it was maybe 2008, 2012, and they were talking about, it was on Yahoo back when Yahoo had a decent comment section before it wasn't a bunch of bots and stuff. Uh, but there was this thing where they were talking about whatever, maybe it was Obama against McCain or something to that effect, right? And then people were saying, uh, you should vote for this person, you should vote for this person. And then somebody said, the bottom line is that you need to vote for whoever will make your life better. And I thought, hmm, interesting comment and then the person right below it says hey bro only you can make your life better <laughs> i thought that's a good point he got it right yeah he kind of owned him there. that's a good it's point. like stop thinking that these people are you're going to save you stop thinking that but that is so true <laughs> that like you know it, you're, it's getting back to that idea of whether it's dog training or whatever maybe you do have an out of control dog that out of control dog might be the most important thing that you can do 
right now to, to change your, your life, life and to change the world and to change the dog life. Cause that dog could attack some other kid and impact all their life. Do. And so I think it's, um, I, you've, I've heard this. Your vote very, in the election means much less than that. You're training your dog. Yeah. The aim low thing that I've heard, I think it was Jordan Peterson or whoever it was, was like aim low, yeah, aim low, true. set your sights low. And it's like, just like the room so that true. we're in, right? It's clean, pretty clean. Yeah. Very clean. It was cleaner than it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like, how could cleaning this area be the most important use of my time? But I did it and it feels way better in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, is there any way I can get you to go to the barbecue place today? The barbecue, gotta, they have brisket. Well, I got to think about it. They have brisket. Yeah. I got to think about it. We're going to have barbecue. I am hungry. But you're trying to adopt these cats at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Oh, can you talk comment about Prince Siring or do you want to wait till next week for that? Let's wait till next week. Okay. They can't handle that. Okay. It's a long talk. And we want to keep this, you know, we want to keep hours. it under an um, hour 50. Oh, okay. Then we got to go. We got to get going here. We so. went, we went kind of hard today. We actually talked about dogs toward the end, middle and end of the podcast. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. We should cut that part out but in the beginning. I know I keep saying that, but I think we lost some people with the intro. No, someone got mad in the comments. They go, you're not losing anybody. Yeah. No, we're good. Do you, do you lose sleep? Like if you see that one gets 20,000 views and one gets 5,000, do you lose sleep? No. Do you? Do you cry at night at all or no? No. I usually cry. I, I curl up in a ball. at night in a long time. I when, cry at movies. When's the last time you cried at night? <laughs> in my bed at night? Yeah. Cried? Yeah. I don't know. You don't remember? No. When's the last time you cried in general? I don't know. I cried at, I told you, I cried at the stupid Nike movie when it showed a Michael Jordan montage of, of like him, like, and I got teary. My kids were like, oh, I cried when Kobe Bryant died. Oh, yeah. When but it die? wasn't even crying. When did he die? 2017 or so? 18? It doesn't seem like, no, not 17. Six years ago? I don't know. I, I sent this to Mark, but, uh, and we'll end on this maybe. Our friend, Mark. Um, it was uh, Steph Curry was telling a story about forget Steph Curry going Curry. down. He was getting guarded by uh, Kobe Bryant. And I, this is I during preseason, right? And he's full court pressing him, like coming down the court. And yeah. Steph Curry's like, "Why is this guy full court pressing me in the first quarter of a pregame?" He just totally like <laughs> that's so great. I They're know. like, "Hey, I don't care if it's a preseason and for, like first quarter, I'm going to harass you all the way down the court." That's a great mentality. Yeah. That's Mamba mentality. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe's the man. We will, uh, we will continue to stick up for any dog trainers that are attacked on this podcast. Yes. Always. Oh, like uh, Garrett. Garrett. Dog daddy. Dog daddy. Caesar. Caesar. We, yeah. By, by, by other dog trainers or by people. But the other dog trainers thing is the weird attack. Yeah. Well, oh, we should we should be done. Yeah, I agree. But you don't you don't when when people get attacked, you don't just oh hey they're getting attacked. I better you know me tucking or you no. know never never uh, like back down and apologize to the mob. That's your yeah. It's never 
ever dog trainers out there never ever ever do it yeah you'll you'll if but, you make a mistake admit it but don't ever and they don't i haven't seen these any of these people back down and apologize i've never seen Caesar milan do it i've never seen so i'm i'm preaching the choir in a way i don't see anybody turning tail and running yeah no i think they shouldn't but also that's it might be a good thing people attack you you find out who your real friends are yeah yeah all right hey it was fun barbecue style okay cool bye everybody see you guys love you guys